0: Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. We pray you are encouraged by today's message. For more information or to stay connected with what's happening at the river, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the River Claremont. Everybody, hallelujah. How many know what David said in Psalms 37 and 13? He said, I would have fainted unless... I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Basically, what he was saying is, I would have fainted. I would have fallen by the wayside. I would have given up. But I believed. I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's our faith that keeps us going. Amen. It's our hope amen of our salvation that keeps us standing and then he went on he said wait on the lord be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart wait i say on the lord hallelujah i'm going to share this testimony with you today praise god i'm trying to move along and not be so long but god is good god is so good and i tell you your labor is never in vain in the lord amen Amen. And all of us need to know that. Your labor is not in vain. Praise God. Well, starting back years ago, when the Lord put in my heart to open up an organization to help the disadvantaged, I remember telling it to my supervisor at the time at Seminole State College, I want to open up a nonprofit. And she laughed at me because I was a single parent struggling. Okay, struggling to take care of three kids. And they laughed at me. And I thought, hmm. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this. And so I did it, I did the paperwork for it, opened it up, incorporated did studying what to do and everything and incorporated it. Anointed community services at the time. Now it's international because God has taken us internationally to Africa, to Indonesia, um, to Dominican Republic, um, Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs> Praise the Lord and um, we give God praise. So at the beginning though, I wanna just tell you the story because then you'll get the full effect of what God has done. To God be all the glory, amen. To God be all the glory. He just need willing vessels, amen, that will believe him like Joshua and Caleb did, amen. Not doubt him, but believe him, amen, that he has given us the land glory be to God (laughs) glory be to God he's given us the land y'all glory be to God hallelujah amen and we are blessed people as I got up this before I got up the other scripture came to me in Psalms 8 what is man that thou art mindful of us and the son of man that you visited us and we know you know that scripture talks about Jesus but that scripture talks about you and I What is man that thou art mindful of us? As we took communion this morning and we heard what Jesus did for us. What? Oh, my God. What is man that he would do this for us? Take us out of the Adamic nature and put us into Christ's nature. Born again, full of the spirit, power and authority. Glory be to God being a blessing blessed so you could be a blessing glory be to God oh that's enough to shout all day glory be to God that's enough to shout hallelujah that God would do that for us bring us out of sin bring us out of degradation and make us to be children of God with power and authority in the earth hallelujah glory when I don't know about you but when I get when that get a hold of me I can't keep it still hallelujah to what is man that thou art mindful of him glory be to God hallelujah glory to God hallelujah oh my goodness okay and we're going to go on with the testimony oh praise be to God oh praise be to God oh praise be to God hallelujah oh praise be to God What is man that thou art mindful of us? Glory to God. Glory to God. So as I got ready to retire, I got ready to retire from my job. I was pretty much fed up with America. I said, I'm sick of this rat race. And I said, let me leave this country. And I went out of the country to Dominican Republic. Called myself, going to live there as an expat for the rest of my days. Live off of $500 a month and save all my money. Amen, because that's basically what we could do in Dominican Republic. Got over there for eight months and the Lord said, no, you're going back because I've got to work for you. And I'm like, okay. My daughter became homeless and her two children, and they were living in separate places. And when I got back, my daughter was over here, the girls were over here living with a man whose daughter was 16 and pregnant, and they were out in the street 10 o'clock at night. I said, oh no. I grabbed them up and brought them to live with me. And so, uh, brought them to live with me and got an apartment after moving back from Dominican Republic. The ministry was just there. I had not started it yet. And got those children, got a place, brought them with me and for two almost three years raised them amen but in the meantime while raising them I was praying and God had brought me from a ministry I was co-pastor and I ended up in a divorce bad terrible situation what it was and um People wanted me to continue in this ministry, and they kept, you know, coming to me different women of God. No, keep, keep going, keep doing them. And I said no, because I was here now a single woman with three children, and literally, God knew that I was afraid. I was afraid to be uh, that single woman out there. You know, I didn't want to fall. I didn't want, you know, you know, y'all, y'all know what I'm about. <laughs> So I said no, and so, but here it was with those children, and I'm praying. And all of a sudden, faith rose up, and I said, Lord God, I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid anymore. And in prayer, in my prayer closet, that's what I told the Lord. And so then it was prophesied to me. (laughs) Pastor Rita (laughs) called me up one day in a service and said, I see you in a building. God has given you a building. And I wasn't even looking for a building. And I said, oh, okay. So one day I was driving with another Uh, woman of God, and we saw this building, this, um, uh, 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 what they call it, a little strip mall building, right in Clear, no, in Mineola, next to the Tiki Bar, some of you may know it, that little beige and white building, 606 was our address, and walked in there, the favor of God, walked in there, the man was painting the building, and I said, well, who owns the building, how much, he said, I don't know, but let me call the owner, so he began to call the owner, and he put me on the phone with the owner, and the owner said, give me your email, I'll send you the, the, the lease. He didn't do a background check, nothing. Didn't even take an application. And he sent me the lease for the building. Next thing you know, and I'm living off of my little retirement check, because I'm retired, and had some 401k money put aside. So I take my 401k, take a little bit of that, pay the man, the, the first deposit, favor of God. He let us move in. Well, let me, because it was just me. <laughs> me and some volunteers later on. But it was just me. He let me move in two weeks before the lease uh, went into effect. The lease was for August 1st, and I think we moved in. I moved in like middle of, Jan- of July. So moved in that building. I've got my granddaughters with me. They're coming, they're helping. They're you know We have events, my granddaughter's right there helping. It was such a lovely time to train them up and teach them how to pray. Praise God, teach them to trust God. It was such a lovely time. So after two years of dibbling in my 401, because I had to dibble in the 401 in order to keep paying the monthly payment here and pay for my apartment, I ran out of money. But to back up a bit, before that happened, when we first moved in the building, about three days, for almost a week, a woman called me and said, I wanna know what you do. And so I began to tell her what we did for the veterans and the seniors and children and what have you. And she said, well, i want to give $300 a month. She was a faithful giver of the ministry, like right out the box, $300 a month. And if we had issues with veterans and they needed to pay the utilities, she was the first one that gave. So stayed in the building for two years, and then all of a sudden ran out of money. And I said, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I need to get into a smaller place. And at this time, it was time for me to give my, children, my grandchildren back to their mom because she had found a place. So I give the children back to the mom, and, and I'm getting ready to end my lease. And I said, well, let me find a little studio. And if I can pay 500 then I can still take care of this, this building. So I found this little studio, beautiful studio apartment on the lake, and the lady said, oh, sure, I'll rent it to you for $500. So in the meantime, I said, well, hold on, let me go out of of town, let me take a little vacation, and when I come back, we'll do this. But when I went to see my sister in Atlanta, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, the lady's going to renege, she's not going to do what she said she was going to do. And then the Lord gave me three visions every night—Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Thursday night, I laid down to go to sleep, and in a dream, it's, I saw this big, huge—he was like Pillsbury Dough Man, he, but he was huge, like a just a big fat, forty-foot high, like he just dropped down from heaven in my sister's front yard. And here I am in a car on the road behind her house, and I see this big thing, this big man, big angel dropped down and I look and I said, oh, he's a statue. And he turned and looked at me. And then I said, oh, he's real, just like that. And so I said, oh, he's real, and then driving down the little road in the back, and then I came up the side here, and it was like my sister's house, another house, and another house. So when I drove, he dropped in my sister's house, and I drove, I came around this way, and coming back the front, he had made his way over here. So it was like where I moved, he moved. And he was looking at me, and then I went back to my sister's house, and he looked at me like, where are you going? And I woke up. The second night I laid down on Friday night and I had a dream that one of my workers brought me the mail for the company because we had volunteers at this time uh, there at the office. And when I opened every check, every um every envelope, it was checks: 250, 250, 500 dollars And I woke up. The next night I lay down, all these, you know, I'm like, wow, what's going on? So the next night I laid down. And one of the bishops that I brought here recently from Uganda was in the dream, and, and he just gave me a watch. I don't even think I knew his, saw his face, but I knew it was him, and he gave me a watch. And I woke up. So I said, oh, God, show me what you're telling me. And he began to show me that you're going to move. But when you move, my angel is going with you, and I'm going to bless you. And now is the time. So when I got back, he had already told me the lady was going to renege And so when I got back, she called me and she said, oh, I'm so sorry, but I won't be able to rent that apartment to you. And so I just looked at her and smiled and said, it's okay. (laughs) Glory to God, it's okay. But I had already made up in my mind while I was in Georgia that, okay, Lord, because when he told me that, I said, okay, well, what am I going to do? I said, well, because... The reason I needed to stay there is because when I announced to the people I was serving, they were like, no, you can't close down. People had been healed. Uh, Man 70, 80 years old, Uh, I don't know if Rita remembers him, but um, I forget his name right now, it'll come to me later, had uh, dialysis, had kidney problems. God brought him off of dialysis. Men and women who were trying to get pregnant, God, gave them a baby, worked things out. people were getting you know help, real help and prayer. Uh, most of all they were getting prayer and God was answering their prayer answering our prayers. So they begged me don't go. So it was either I was going to close down the business and go get an apartment or I was going to live in the building. And so when I was in Georgia I told the Lord I said, well, I have a passion I can't shake this it's a mandate from god i i can't shake it i have to do what i'm doing until god say stop so i said and because of that i'll just live in the building i said i'll live in the building i'll put my things in storage and put my clothes there was a little office that i used as my office and that's where i slept i took some pink chairs if anybody go on my website and look at the pictures you'll see those pink chairs i took those pink chairs six of them three on one side three on the other and a friend of mine gave me a a 55 inch tv and a cot anybody know what a cot is (laughs) where where you have the mattress and you fold it out Well, when I tried to sleep on that cot, it hurt my back. And I'm like, no, this ain't gonna work. So I took the mattress off of the cot and I folded up the cot, put it in the back room where we did our training and covered it with a a sheet or a blanket, I can't remember, and put that mattress on those six chairs. And I made it up like it was a bed. I went into that building. One thing I did, I went in with faith. I thank God I had gone to Africa, South Africa, as as a matter of fact, and they sung a song, and the man gave me his CD, and it says, Don't pity me, don't tell me sorry, don't look down on me or write me off in a hurry, for Jehovah is at work in my life, and any moment from now, my change is going to come would to God that we all enter into our trials with that song learn the words glory to God and so when trials come tribulations come sing that song amen because you get what you say amen amen and out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speak glory to God and if you believe that God is with you and he's going to bless you then the Bible says let the redeemed do what say so hallelujah hallelujah Let the redeemed do what? Say so. If you believe God has healed you, let the redeemed do what? Say so. Amen. That's a revelation all by itself. Don't let it go when you walk out. Amen. Hold fast to it in the mighty name of Jesus. So, back to the story. So, amen. Where was I? (laughs) Amen. In the building. So, I'm living in the building, made my bed. I mean, I made up the little bed on the weekends, I left it down. But during the week, in the morning, I didn't even have a shower. All I had was a sink and a toilet. I had to go to my friend's house to take a shower. And when I would get in that shower, the, the water, i said, oh Jesus, I thank you for this shower. Seven months now. And I had to do that. Well, I didn't have to. I really didn't have to and it was ironic because when i finally was complaining to the lord he said well who told you to do this (laughs) he's like you chose to do this (laughs) and he told me and i said well lord everybody want to get paid i said god i'm doing this and i'm not even getting paid and he said well would you do it if you never got paid that's what he asked me and i said yeah he said well shut up (laughs) He said, well, be quiet. He didn't say shut up, because he don't speak like that, but he said, well, then be quiet. He said, be quiet, payday coming. Payday's coming after a while. I mean, literally, he did, he told me that. Because I was like, after a while, I was like, well, God, everybody want to get paid. And he, he said, would you do it if you never got paid? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, be quiet, payday's coming. And sometimes God will do that. Sometimes God will tell you to step out and not, you won't receive no kind of pay. You won't receive no kind of thank you. You won't receive nothing. And he wants to see, will you do it without the accolades of men? Amen. Will you do it for me? Glory to God. Will you do it for my kingdom? Hallelujah. So, I'm living in this building, going to my friend, washing my clothes at my friend. Now, trust you, everybody, trust me, everybody, there was people that wanted me to live with them, okay? People say, oh no, Linda, you don't have to go live in the building. You could come live with us. But I did not go because I'm not a quiet prayer warrior. (laughs) And I didn't want nobody hindering my prayer life because I get loud. Amen. I get loud. I walk the flow. Glory to God. And I love to praise God. Hallelujah. My house is a sanctuary. Hallelujah. My car is a sanctuary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm telling you the truth. Somebody called me the other day and I said, Child, I just went to work, went to the office, and I'm bam and booming in my car, praising God. But my house is a sanctuary. So I didn't want to be in nobody else's house hindered in my prayer life so I said no 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 I'll I'll just stay right here so I stayed right there and I gave God praise from the front door to the back door now we I was right next to a tiki bar and some nights I couldn't go home I called it home (laughs) that was my home for seven months and some nights I couldn't go because they were in the road drinking and reveling until one o'clock and sometimes I had to stay to my friend's house until 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and then go home, park my car in the back, go in the back door because there's a back door and a front door. Somebody could have easily kicked the door in. In today's age and time, they could have kicked the door in, came in there and just, you know, did whatever they wanted to do. But God said, when you move, my angel is going with you. So I tell people all the time, there's something, there's an invisible force that you can't see. There are angels standing at your front door. And that when, the, when the robbers are walking by, the angels are standing there and they're saying, not here. You ain't coming here. And those people have to walk right past your house and go to the neighbor who ain't saved. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. Amen, that God's angels are encamped around us just like that. So God watched over me in that place and didn't allow anybody to come in there, no matter whether it was drunk, high, whatever. Sometimes I would come, and we would be beer cans all out in front of the door, literally, and I would have to clean it up. But God didn't allow them to come in on me. So after seven months, uh, Tattoo Place moved in next door. And all of a sudden, fumes start coming through the vents. So I'd wake up in the morning, and I'm like, oh, God, what is this? And I was getting sick. And I'm like, "Okay, God, it's time to go. So a nonprofit that I did training for uh, I had did training before moving in the building. And then when I moved in the building, I wanted their clients, homeless clients to come to me because now we got a building. You can bring them over here and we'll train them. But they said, no, according to our grant, they gotta be done on our place. So we really want you to come over here. I said, well, I can't come over there. If I come over there, I'm going for nine to 12. And the people are going, well, why did you even open? Cause you're never here. <laughs> so I told them, I said, we can't, I can't do that. So we kind of separated, but not, part ways you know we were still uh, 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 friends and workers in the vineyard but they had to get volunteers to do their teaching so all of a sudden uh, I go to to see about getting an office because somebody told me well they're moved in this resource center and they have offices for rent for $350 you can come out of this building go rent you an office and and do this so when I went, the lady that was in charge of renting the offices wasn't there, so I left my card. So eventually she called me. She told me everything. And then in the meantime, they sent someone over to say, can you come back and t- teach for us? Can you come back and teach the homeless clients for us? And so I said, well, let, you know, let's let's talk about this. So one day I was praying, and the Lord said, do it, but barter. Ask them to barter. If you train, will they give you an office and I did and they accepted it and I was shocked that they accepted it and so they gave me an office they let my receptionist run the front desk they gave me free access to the conference room and then they gave me a big room for the computer lab where we train the people in computers because I have a comprehensive program that does life skills computers job prep and all of that so we're in that building and then they said but be our HR director So I said, okay, so I was the HR director doing all of the training, not just for the clients, but also for their staff. So after 15 months, I actually was the one who um, did the search committee, and we hired a new executive director for this organization. And after a while, I guess she said, well, why do we have Linda here and all her people taking up all this space? We need these offices for our people. So they said, well, we're sorry, but you gotta go but the contract said 30 days we we had to go we still didn't have no money because all the money that came in I I helped people with the money and we didn't get any big grants although we did get our first big grant of ten thousand dollars from the Community Foundation but grants if anybody know about grants they're for programs so that money was for the program we couldn't just take that money and go get a place so I said, oh, okay. I kept praising God. One of my friends came over and she said, Linda, you know you gotta go. She said, look at you. I was all out in the parking lot praising God, praising God. I said, God is good, even in the midst of this. So we were down to the wire and one of my friends who's deceased now, she said, Linda, I see you in this building. There's a woman of God and she's got all this building and I see you in that building. So she came, she said, I wanna introduce you to her. So she introduced me to her. We met and we bartered again. She said, well, if you teach our high school students job prep and life skills to get them ready to go out, she said, we'll give you this back building in this back room. And I said, okay. So I even had a, oh my goodness, I didn't tell this in the first service, but there was a young woman who volunteered with me for like nine months, faithful, oh, faithful she would come all the way from four corners all the way down to Washington Street to the office to the office Washington or Citrus Tower to the office every day even fighting the construction that was going on for nothing because she was volunteering I didn't have anything to pay her we both when I got the news about the ministry had to move she was going through the worst time in her life I didn't have any money to give her her house was about to be, re, her car was about to be repoed. They had to move in their house. They they couldn't pay the bills because only her husband was working. And then her daughter, who was um, a, a foster child that she had had for a long time, was having trouble in school. And she was talking about giving her back to, to DCF. And I was like, no, we're gonna pray. She's on the riverfront crying. I'm over here praying, well, Lord, what are we going to do? And when that breakthrough came through at this academy, I met with the lady and I said, well, you're putting us in this back room back here, and you've got all this space with a conference room and a desk out here. I said, how are we going to know if somebody comes to see us? Are you going to put somebody up front here? And she said, well, I want to, but I don't have anybody. Well, I called my my dear volunteer and I said, give me your resume. I updated her resume and I took her resume. I said, well, I got somebody for you. She had a bachelor's degree and everything. Ah, Perfect. They hired her, let her be like the dean and put her up there. And so I lost her, but I didn't care as long as she got what she needed. Her daughter was able to go to the school for free they got a brand new van, they didn't lose their house, and glory to God, and here, and I told her, I said, your labor is not in vain. You've helped a ministry that's doing a work for God and God's gonna repay you, and she was repaid making more money than she ever thought i mean god just blessed her so i didn't tell that in the first service but that was just so many miracles so many miracles so we're there in this place we're thinking we're going to be there for two years because the meeting was like oh you can be here you know for this long and one day i picked up my intern who was actually brought to us by the city of Clermont, because he tried to commit suicide three times it was a high school dropout He was hanging with the wrong crowd, and they thought he'd be good for our program. So they brought him, and so I knew his grandma, so I would pick him up in the morning and everything. And I was telling him while we were going in the office, I said, "Um, I need to go and see the new police chief of Groveland and solidify our partnership with them so that they can do what Claremont's doing when they see young people out there on the street and they feel like they're matched for our program they'll bring them to us and and we'll train them and, and and mentor them and lay hands on them and everything and so I told him that but we had stuff to do in the office so I couldn't go that day well lo and behold the lady next door come knocking at the door and said you have a visitor and I looked up and these two police officers are there And I go up to introduce myself, and they say, well, I'm Chief Ramsey, and I'm looking for Tony McCoy. And I said, well, Tony McCoy moved. He's not here. He's up on 33. But God sent you here. Amen. I didn't know whether he was a believer or not. It just came out of my mouth. God sent you here because I knew what I had just said. But I'm looking on a small scale now. I'm looking for the partnership i'm like this is the only reason i needed to see you for the partnership and god sent you here for the partnership and he came in and i said well let me show you what we do this is what we do because i wanted him to send the young people that he he run into and so we called him back another day and showed him a whole presentation of everything that we do and he saw that presentation and he said miss linda you need to go to the city of groveland manager the city manager he said, they're getting ready to put up a community center, and they need somebody to run it. So remember now, we've been put out here, put out there. And now, he said, call them, bring, take a presentation, and show them what you do. So i did just what he said how many know you gotta follow the instructions amen you gotta follow the. sometimes even prophecy is a prophecy of instructions and you'll get what god wants you to get when you obey the instructions amen so i obeyed the instructions amen and found ourselves on a friday sitting before this city manager and he looks at us when we walked in the door and says this is god and so i showed him the presentation They're all excited. They said, we're gonna take this to the city and we're gonna see what the council says, whether they'll approve it or not. And so while we're sitting there, this is on a Friday, we're sitting there, all of a sudden I get a text on my phone and it's the academy where we were. And they said, well, we're so sorry to inform you, but you gotta be out by Monday. I'm like, what? I look at my intern. I'm like, and he's like, oh wow, Miss Linda. So we tell the city, and they're like, well, you know, I don't know. We can't. We don't have any building for you. But you know, it'll be about six months before we do this. So we get everything. We move. We pack up everything in one day on a Saturday. Probably did a little bit more on a Sunday, and we put things in storage. Uh, the The people kind of felt bad for us. They paid for the first month storage, and they. They they even had their own movers to move us. And so what we could put in the storage, we put it in the storage, what we couldn't, we had to take it to my house. So I'm like, well, Lord, what do I do? So in the meantime, the enemy is behind me. Give up. Go back. Go to Orlando where your children are. Ah. They don't want you here. You you know, you might as well wrap it up. Give it up. I mean, everywhere I went when i woke up in the morning he was right behind me give up give up give up and it was really weighing on me cuz we'd been kicked out twice and i was at a point that i had to work out of the house because and then it was it was it was challenging because i had young people probably about 5 young people that were working with me and these are children that have uh barriers that done been in jail that, that was some of them were thieves and robbers you know <laughs> and so i couldn't bring all these kids so i was like okay i could bring these but i can't bring this one and so <laughs> i so i said um after a while it start weighing on me and i said you know what and i, I mentioned it to somebody i said I, I don't know i think i'm going to Orlando. i'm just going to move and go where my kids are And the lord sent a word i can't even remember how he sent it whether it was a preacher or whoever but he sent a word he said you're not going anywhere and i was like oh no okay i'm not going nowhere lord and he said if you got to work out of your home you're gonna work right here so i said okay so i made up in my mind i said okay that's it i'm working out of the house and i brought some of the kids to the house and some i didn't (laughs) and eventually we went to faith neighborhood there and they wanted the same thing they said well we have a computer lab now we need you to come and teach the computers teach our clients we'll give you office space god was so good god was blessing out my organization with portables and and and, um uh, petitions and blessed us with like 25 petitions and i'm like calling them i'm sharing with them giving them all the petitions and we only took two but they gave us room there so we began to work there all of the youth began to work there with us and help with the food so one of my students who was from egypt came and said uh after he was going through the food i'm calling the fda because look this food got mold and what did he want to say that for the executive director said oh no we can't have him (laughs) because they're thinking this this child will get us shut down and so they told me well he can't come back here so i didn't want to just fire him for that because I knew he spoke out of his heart his conviction, you know? And so I had to talk to him and I said, I understand your conviction, but we can't do stuff like that. <laughs> and so I didn't know what to do. Immediately I get a phone call that I missed and they left a message, a friend of mine way in Orlando. And she says, Linda, I have a friend who's in Primerica and he needs this, this, this. So make it up. Call him up. I want you to meet him. So we go, He gives me free office space, as I signed up to sell Primerica, which was like a no brainer for me. I was like, okay, I'll do that because I did it before. And he gave us the free office space. So now I had a place for my Egyptian student to go. So I made them dress with black pants, white shirts, and serve people as they came in, taught them how to do food stamps and different things. So we had two locations, now we were there, And then we were over here. So we had some helping with the food ministry and then some helping over here. Until the time came, then the city got ready to put the building in place. Now, mind you, I'm going along, but there was a little bit of doubt. I don't know if this is ever going to happen. You know, it seemed like it was taking forever and blah, 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 blah. Well, the day came for the ribbon cutting. And we all went to the ribbon cutting. And I turned the corner and I saw the mayor and the and I looked at my friend. And I said, "This is a big deal." I said, "This is a big deal." And she said, "Yeah, <laughs> this is a big deal." I said, "Okay, let me, you know, let me pull it together." So, did a presentation to the group. And we, the the place was packed. It's only like 700 square feet. People were standing in the door. The place was just fully packed to see what all we had to offer. So showed them everything we had to offer. And then the first week, we opened up with 40 children. I mean, we were packed. But we ran that thing so smooth, I said, you know what? I could have a school. Because we ran that thing so smooth from ages 5 up to 15. We had the 15 year olds on the 10 computers because I had all this equipment from before. So we had all our computers, tables, chairs, everything from the ceiling to the floor. They gave us an empty building and we put all of our furniture and everything in there. So we had children on the computers, we had children at the tables, then we had little ones in the back on on a carpet being read to. It was quiet, it ran smooth, and then we rotated, took them outside, did whatever. So we did this for three and a half years, three and a half years, almost four years. And all the time that we're working out of there, I'm going after grants, as much as I can get. 5000 here, whatever, 1500 over here, I didn't care. And then some of the time, I'm giving my own money. I mean that was just the way i did it i I didn't care because it's a mission it's a vision it's a mandate from god that he's given me to go into the communities and reach these children who parents don't go to church you know they don't know anything about god we have one student she's a buddhist and we're introducing christ to her you know in a way in a way (laughs) in a way that 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 is, is is wise and so After this, I'm going after grants, so I go after this uh, grant with the Live Well Foundation. It's about $50,000 grant, and we get denied. But I went and I got a, a financial audit and everything, and they were like, you are the only nonprofit that had your financial audit. And so I said, well, why did we get denied? So they said, well, your board was good, your audit, everything is good. She said, but the answer is not no, it's just not now. You know, God has a setup for us. And if we don't give up, we'll see what's around the corner. Amen? Amen. You have to always remember that, that there's a blessing around the corner. God's truly thinking well of us, and he wants to give us good and not evil, and to give us an expected end. So I said, well, you know, it's not now. So she gave me instructions again say instructions (laughs) oh god have mercy lord instructions i tell you we don't we can't get away from instructions even in the word of god we've got to obey do what god say do and we'll get what god say get amen 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 and too many people that want to live like they want to live say what they want to say and do what they want to do and expect the blessings of god it don't work that way amen amen so She gave me instructions, she said, well, this is what you do. She said, it's not, no, it's just not now. She said, go back to the city and get your real operating costs because you're not capturing that for some reason. I said, okay. So I did that and she said, and invite the foundation to come and see what you do. So I did that. So I invited them and when they came, they were jaw dropped to see What all we do in that little building and with a little bit of money? It's like, because when God does it, he does it like he did the 5,000. When God feeds, he feeds, he takes it and he multiplies. And you're able to do extraordinary things through his anointing and through his power. So they looked and they were like, oh. You do all that? And while they were there, people were coming in for food. The children were getting ready to come in from school. You know, all different things was going on. And so they saw the need. They said, oh, we see the need. We, and you're doing the work of the Lord. How many know God is saving people? He's saving governments. He's saving uh, people on boards. He's, he's moving in the land. And so this whole board loved Jesus. And they say, we see you doing the work of God. And they wanted to help. Praise God. And so they left. And I'm not still, I didn't apply for the grant. I'm so busy that it just slipped my mind. And God had to send somebody back to me to kind of say, what you doing? (laughs) And somebody way from Four Corners, they said, well, Linda, we want to go after this grant. And we want to partner with you. And so I said, well, I don't know if we could partner because we're not really, we don't really work together. And they said, well, you know, but I believe so. We did one thing together. I said, well, let's see. I said, I'll write the LOI and we'll go to the foundation and we'll see if we can do this. So. We went to the foundation and the foundation the community South Lake Foundation looked at me looked at us and said, "No, you you can't do this cuz you don't really work together. But Linda can go back to the city and to Hope International because they're working together and they need to partner on this grant. So I couldn't get out of there quick enough and I began to grab everything and I start calling the city and I said you know what and where is everybody nobody was around finally I got a hold of somebody and they were in their budget meeting cutting their budget the last day of their budget workshop and here I walk in how many know you're blessed to be a blessing I mean, you know, a lot of times we say amen to stuff and and, and then you hear people talking and you say, I don't think you really believe what you say amen to. So when we say amen, we got to really believe that that's why the Bible says, who is man? What is man that thou art mindful of him and the son of man that you have taken notice of him? Look at what the Lord has done for us and what he has made us, who he has made us. We are, as he told Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing. Potiphar said about Joseph that he was blessed because of Joseph. Uh, Laban said because Joseph was in his camp, he was blessed because of Joseph. Amen. And you, wherever you are, the people are blessed because you are there. Because we are the children of God. Amen. So I walk in there and I say, you know, hey, there's a million plus grant. Y'all want to partner? Let's partner. Let's go for it. And they're like, what? What? And so... We sit down at the table, we pull everything together, we come together and we partner on this grant. And lo and behold, when they called the people, they saw so much favor. They were like, wow, we're amazed at how positive they're speaking, how 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 positive they're talking about this, this grant, as if they want to get, I said they want to get a done deal. Now before this, mind you, a woman of God prophesied to me and told me that I see you in your African attire receiving a a check for a million dollars and then I have a son who told me one day that song, it's a big thing, and somebody it's a big God is a big God and all this. And he said, Mama, he would go turn the, the song up. That's your song. He said, I want you to take your checkbook and I want you to write it for a million dollars. And I want you to put it in your wallet and keep it there. Do you know I did that? Because I know who I know who he's called to be. And I said, Okay, it's in my wallet right now i put that check in my wallet for i wrote it to myself for a million dollars and he he saw it you know before i even saw it and this woman of god saw it and I, you know i didn't want to say oh, i don't know about that I, I dare not i shut my mouth you know like zechariah the angel gotta shut your mouth because if you talk you be done talk yourself out of the blessing and the blessing won't even happen amen amen we got to be careful what we say because you talk yourself out of your blessing you wonder sometimes why things are prolonged watch what you say glory be to god you wonder why sickness come all the time we gotta watch what we say glory to god we are children of god we have the spirit of prophecy on the inside of us and when you speak you prophesy jacob prophesied rachel's death and he didn't even know it the scriptures say that jacob said uh, uh, whoever got your gods let him, let him die to death And the Bible says For he did not know That Rachel had them gods Because if he had known Because that was his beloved He wouldn't have said that Rachel died three chapters later In childbirth Why? Because Jacob opened his big mouth Not knowing That Rachel had his God So we have to watch what we sing So and I keep going off. I'm like, okay, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? So we go. Somebody came to me, one of the partners came to me the other day and said, Miss Linda, I think we're we going to hear some good news. And I said, it's a done deal. Before we even went to get it, I was like, it's a done deal. Because I was prophesied to. It. And this is this prophecy finna come to pass. And so lo and behold, just the other day, they called me in the morning. And they left a message. I had already heard it. They left a message and they said, congratulations. We have received $2.2 million. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and, and we'll be able to build build a 6,000 square foot community center in Groveland. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A million one year, a million the next year. Praise be to God. And not only did we get the city, God, the city get money that they didn't even know what they would be getting. They're getting money to start a trail. Hope International, they're blessed to finish their projects, but God blessed, and we would say, little old anointed community services, amen, who, who God put on my heart to help the disadvantaged? I was laughed at, glory to God. I lived in a building, glory to God, and, 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 and suffered in that building without a shower, being put out out of this place and out of that place and God has blessed us in this way it was worth the wait it was worth the faith it was worth it all amen and it's worth it all amen for your waiting wait on the Lord as David said be of good courage When in that building singing that song don't pity me don't tell me sorry don't look down on me or write me off in a hurry for Jehovah is at work in my life, and any moment from now, my change will come. And you just, just, just dance around like this and sing that song. Amen. You going through your trials and your tribulations? You sing that song. That's what. That's what Paul and Silas did when they went to prison. They got in there. They said, "Don't pity me. Our God is great, and He's greatly to be praised." They said, "Don't pity us." They praise God. Hallelujah. And the the chains got broken and the prison doors got open. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Amen. So God is a good God. Amen. The song say God is a good God. Yes he is. Amen. I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And God is good. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the River Claremont podcast. If you'd like to partner with us in seeing lives touched and changed by the love and power of Jesus, you can give online at www.riverclaremont.com. Your prayers and financial support are changing lives.